I can't. I, I, I cannot. <laughs> it did, didn't you see it? You see it? I can't. I cannot. I, I literally cannot. Have we started? Yes. yes. Whoa. Everyone, welcome to Beyond the Set. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> this is going to be an extra interview, y'all. I'm just going to let you know. This is going to be an extremely extra interview. But I'm here with my friend, Mimi, a model, minister, songwriter, mother, giver, friend, overall just amazing human being. And I'm so thankful that she took the time out to sit down with me today. Ignore the background noise, y'all. There's a lot going on behind us. But we're going to dive into this and uh, get this thing started. So, question, Mimi. What uh, made you get into modeling? Since that's the mm. kind of work, the perspective we're going from, is you yeah. as a model first. So, yeah, what made you get into modeling? Um, what made me get into modeling? Really, just hearing people tell me I look like a model. That was it? I mean, that's what started it. At a young <laughs> age, about, what, 11, 12, I was already 5, 6. So, they were like, oh my God. You should be a model. You look like a little tire banks and blah, blah, blah. So I started paying attention to modeling more. Okay. I went to find out who Tyra Banks was, and I was like, oh, she's cute. I think I'm cute. So, you know. So you were influenced <laughs> by the supermodel Tyra Banks, basically, for the most part? Totally. Okay. And from that, so segueing into that, going to ask these other questions, this follow-up question. Were you a fan of Top Model? Did you ever want to go out for it since you knew she was starting this whole modeling competition? Was it like, hey, that could possibly be me? Or were you like, you know what, that's really not the path I want to go towards? I get this question a lot. <laughs> this Top Model thing will not leave me. It, I mean, Top Model has been going on for a long time now. Pretty so, much, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, when I started modeling, I don't think Top Model was out yet. Okay. And, and when, 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 you know, okay, let's not age you, but yeah. around what, were we in the 2000s? Were we, we were late? in the 2000s okay, okay. when I started. And um, so I'm not sure when Top Model first came out. Mm -hmm. However, I was already modeling. Okay. And I was already <laughs> modeling. <laughs> I try not to come off, you know, any kind of way, but I could not do Top Model based on the work that I was already doing. Okay. Because, you know, I had campaigns. Tyra and I had the same agent. <laughs> so, oh, okay. like, it would kind of have been cheating. <laughs> in a way. Would it have been cheating? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I guess Top Model is mostly known for its breaking models into the industry. So, you right. already were there. I was already in the industry. So, there really wasn't a point that you didn't get because you were already basically a step above most of the other women there. Right. Just an experience. I had a few friends try out. Uh-huh. Um, we're not going to name no names. We're no, not going to name no names. <laughs> but just some wonderful people that were quite entertaining. <laughs> enjoyable. <laughs> I love watching them. But, yeah. That's why. So, um, just to go over your slight, you know, resume, because it is quite vast, mm. what are the few things that you can call off? You said you've done campaigns, I know you've done runway shows, what are the few things that you can remember from your span? I just say, well, I work with this person, I work with this particular designer, so who have you worked with in the industry that we would know of, oh, I know that person, I've seen that line, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, oh, to pick one, well, I probably won't just stay at one, but I'll just 
speak on some memorable moments. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, who exactly have you, like, um, who have you worked for in the past? Oh, gosh. Let's just go there. Let's go there. Yeah, let's go there. Well, I was going to start talking about Tom Ford. Okay. Um, so you work for Tom Ford? Tom Ford, Gucci. Oh, Gucci, Gucci Tom, Tom Ford. Ford okay? Oh. Oh. Yes. Gucci <laughs> Tom Ford. <laughs> Gucci so, Tom Ford. And the thing about it was, it was like, his last show with Gucci. Mm-hmm. I think that was my first show with Gucci. Oh, wow. And, you know, I didn't really know a lot about the people in the industry. So mm-hmm. I really didn't know who Tom Ford was. <laughs> I learned as I went. Yeah. All I was thinking was, he's handsome and he's <laughs> so sweet. Like, he was so kind to everyone. He was just a great person. And after the show... um, Obviously, they made a big deal about it, and I was just there, like la la la. So basically, um, you got the booking, and you're like, "Hey, you're doing the this Tom Ford show." You're like, oh, "Okay." Well, they told me Gucci, yeah, and okay, I didn't know who Tom styled Ford. it, you know, mm-hmm. um, or who the designer was, rather. Um, but at, at the end of the show, you know, we're having glasses of champagne and things of that nature. Maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. But um, <laughs> they just made a really big deal. People were crying. I'm just standing beside them like, <laughs> you're still cute. I don't know what this is about. Like wide-eyed, bushy-tailed. Like, yeah, oh, this is like, really nice. It was just really cool. So that was a good experience, especially okay. seeing him go, you know, um, into his own um, designs with his own name. Just seeing that happen. It's like, oh, okay. That was cool. Um, another favorite... Would have to be Stella McCartney. Okay, okay. Not a fan of her bags. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Listen, Stella. <laughs> Not a fan of her bags. You but... know what? I love Stella. I love the clothing, mm-hmm. but Stella. Okay. As a person, at the at that time, you know, people change over time, and I don't know. I've seen her. It's been a couple of years. I don't even know how many, but um. I just loved how real she was. Okay. She was always so real. And if, you know, during rehearsal for the shows, she'd be like, Mimi, can you smile? I used to not smile for anything. You had an RBF? Oh my gosh. It was a real strong one. And she'd be like, can you just smile for me a little bit? You know, she would just kind of talk to us like most of them. They would just kind of be real relatable and mm-hmm. personable with us. Um, they want their shows to look good. Right. So, um, I mean, there were quite a few shows. YSL, always a great one. Okay. I mean. And there was McQueen. McQueen. I remember McQueen. Love McQueen. Love McQueen. Okay, so obviously you have worked with some heavy hitters yeah. in the industry. So what do you think has been the key to your longevity? So you've been, let's say, from the 2000s to currently now, we're just going to range. We're talking about a good, you know, 20 some odd years. Yeah, you know, you know. I mean, just from two thousand yeah. to two thousand twenty. Right, that's right, right, right. So basic I'm, math. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think has been your your the key to your longevity regarding yeah. in this in this industry? Um, besides <laughs> black not cracking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Besides that part, um, really, like in the beginning, I would say, well. It's two different answers, or which would kind of be a different question. One is the success portion, and then the other is longevity. So I think when you have success in it, your career lasts longer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I really did not. I mind my own business. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm going to say. Okay, okay. When I say I did not know what was really going on, 
I didn't know what was going on. So I was not moved by this or by that, by this person. I'm not going to name any names, but I would sit with someone and not have a clue who they were. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it kept me from being afraid mm-hmm. and comparing myself and doing things like that, which to me kind of helped my longevity because by the time I start realizing things, mm-hmm. I don't know, nothing mattered. I was already in there, you know, so it yeah. helped me. I don't, I think like if you pay too much attention to people or what someone else is doing, it can create insecurities within you. So okay. it was safe for me to mind my own business, go to work or go to the casting, do whatever I had to do. <clears throat> And then just kind of keep it moving. And plus, you know, I feel like I'm pretty cool to be around. So I don't give off bad vibes okay. when I go to work. So people like to work with me. Question. As a black model, how do you think coming into the industry is different versus like an Asian model or predominantly white models? Mm-hmm. How is it being a black model in the industry at the heights that you honestly have worked? Is it difficult? Is it, you know, do you still have the trials and tribulations of like getting your foot in the door? Expound on it. Speak your truth. Ooh, the truth. <laughs> um, all right. So getting in the door, mm-hmm. for me, I was blessed. Like, okay. I don't know how I went from zero to 100, but it did. That's God. So Won't that part. It. Won't he do it? He will, and he did, and he continues to. Like, that part was him, like, completely. Um, But being there and having to, uh, it's better now. Let's just say it's better today. Now okay. I'm gonna go back, but it's better today. So okay. I don't want nobody to feel no type of way. Today is a lot better. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, they didn't know what to do with our hair. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what to do with our makeup. So trying to be a cute model. Okay. With um, when I say cute, I mean just look like your best, really. Right. right. That was difficult because um, we had a lot of hair and makeup that did not know how to work on us. And they would actually avoid working on us sometimes. Really? Yeah, they would. if they saw a black girl coming in with a weave, they would get to looking around on their phone. Same with makeup. And I had quite a few experiences where it was just all bad, mostly ghostly. It was just like things that had to be corrected. Wow. Um, some very interesting experiences of correction um but that's one thing so the hair makeup that part but also just being black there were plenty of designers that were not seeing black girls um i don't want we're not naming yeah we're not gonna i'm not getting too reliable but i am gonna say (laughs) (laughs) i'm not getting too reliable today we we showed up Mm -hmm. at the time we had black girls Rule, Black Girls Rule magazine. Okay. It was Black Girls Rock, which is which a is different that, thing. Yeah, it's a different platform. That we have Black Girls Rule magazine, and um, they gave us T-shirts, and we would show up to some of those castings with those T-shirts on, mm-hmm. and knowing we were going to get turned away. Okay. Yeah. So speaking of how the industry honestly has welcomed you and you're mostly i guess we would consider i guess on the higher inside of fashion mm-hmm. how do you feel about on the higher on the being on the higher inside of fashion dealing with like 
the Instagram model or someone who's maybe more commercially based or even the hypersexualized, like like the body models yeah. versus that's not really your lane. Mm-hmm. How do you as a more higher end fashion model or who worked on the higher end side of the industry, mm-hmm. how do you deal with those particular things and how do you how do you relate to those models? Is it is it is there tension? Is it like is it like kinda like, oh you do that and I do this? Do they see you differently? Is it all like sisterhood? How does it all work? Hmm, that's a lot of a question. <laughs> that's what we're here for. Well, we're no, it's answer. true. So, of course, in the beginning of the Instagram craze, that was a, a thing of just trying to set yourself apart as, no, like, for one, when people ask me what I do, I work in retail, <laughs> advertisement. <laughs> I mean, they typically guess it, but I'm like, mm, like, it's none of your business. But, um... For someone that that you may say that you're a model or whatever, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, like, the girls on Instagram. And in the beginning, Instagram is kind of like, no, not like the girls on Instagram. Because at that time, it was mostly body or hypersexual. Mm-hmm. And yes, I did want to set myself apart from that because that's not what I do. Okay. Not to down anyone that does that, but that's just different. And, I, you know, you ask me what I do, I'm trying to let you know. Um, but I have mad respect for the Instagram models because what I know is when a group of people gets locked out or blocked out from doing something that they desire to do for long enough, they're going to break the door down. Okay. And that's how I feel girls. I mean, these girls are making bank. They are, they are making names for themselves. They're, they're doing well. So I can't, I can't knock it at all. I mean, I follow plenty. (laughs) (laughs) look you got your little product you showing me look i'm gonna go buy it you know i support so yeah it's all good okay Mm -hmm. okay so there's no tension there's no issues like you do this they do them it's a totally separate monster it's all love modeling there's so many avenues people always thought oh i'm not tall i can't be a model well then there is the commercial girls commercial girls make bank well tell us okay so Look, we know. Yeah. Maybe someone who doesn't know. So tell us. Okay, so there is there is the runway, of course. There's runway. So there's runway. There's print. Mm-hmm. What else is there? So you have print. You have commercial. You have lifestyle. Now, when we talk about commercial, what does that mean? Because that often gets construed. When someone says commercial, what does that mean when we say commercial modeling? Um. So let's just say. Is that like actual commercials? or It could be. Okay. But commercial... Use your words. Commercial Use your words. and lifestyle. Okay. There's well, um, I'm sorry, print and lifestyle. Like mm-hmm. commercial kind of falls within there. Okay. So print is just that. It's it's magazine, it's you know, um ads of whatever. Um what was it? Lifestyle, it's more like natural people doing natural things, like the Colgate commercial or something okay. like that. And that's also commercial. Honestly, commercial is anything or almost anything where they're smiling, where they look real happy, <laughs> joyful, this and this, hands in the pocket, like all that stuff. That's 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 more commercial stuff. That's more commercial. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what else is there besides? We got print, we got runway, we got commercial, we got lifestyle. What else honestly is there? Well, you have body parts, <laughs> you know, they, we'll, we'll start with hands and feet. Let's say that, you know, we have models for those things, Okay. you know, those are, that's real hair, you know, it's a lot of different things. Yeah. So you, so you're saying that 
so because I get to ask this question the same thing. Can anyone be a model? Let's answer that question. Do you believe anybody can be a model? Yes. Okay. I say that because when you get into lifestyle, lifestyle mm-hmm. is everyone. Lifestyle mm-hmm. is all peoples, all colors, shapes and sizes. Like that's lifestyle in my opinion. Now, yeah, do they cheat it a little bit and throw in the more high fashion build or whatever? Yes, but um, to me, yeah. I'm like, we don't say cheat. We massage reality. We massage reality. <laughs> that's exactly. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors in this game. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. <laughs> Okay, so we've gone from the longevity, we've gone from the Instagram models, the embracing them, working with photographers. What is that like? Do they, is it, is it fun? Is it, have you bad experiences, good experiences overall? Like, how does it honestly work as a model, especially since when someone wants to say, I want to shoot you, I want to capture your image. What do you mm-hmm. like? I don't know. Do you research their work? How does it all work? Photographers. Mm-hmm. Um I have not had much bad experience with photographers in Good. my career, honestly. Okay. When I started, or when I was um, trying to get a portfolio together to mm-hmm. go into the agency, I worked with someone who tried to prepare me for the industry. Okay. And in that preparation, there was a nude shot. Okay. And there was a lot of uh, mistreatment in the so-called preparation for the industry. And I remember getting out of that situation, but I was like, no, I'm not going to go through that. Like, that's not, you can say that's how it's going to be, but it's not going to be that way for me. Okay. And I tell you, no, I don't, I have, I cannot really think of a time that I've had to deal with craziness from a photographer. Okay. So I enjoy it. I enjoy the photographers I work with. They're interesting sometimes (laughs) they may ask for a lot as far as trying to capture the look but Mm -hmm. nah it's all good have you ever worked with someone a photographer or and been like when you get the images back you're like this is not what i looked for you said it was like this it ends up being like something totally different and warped and you're like ah yeah (laughs) definitely but that's not even the photographer's fault usually really so what would you think of who, where would you allegedly say that the fault would lie? Hair and makeup. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I love y'all. Like, look, y'all got it now, but I'm just saying when, when I've had those experiences, mm-hmm. that's probably what I was more so upset about. Okay. Not really the photography and... Not really the photography. Okay, so mm-hmm. hair and makeup, I guess we must do better. We Those who are amazing, we know you all are we amazing. We know you are. But, you know, for those who are trying and trying on us, let us. Let me say this. <laughs> Try on us in your spare time. Huh. Like, get you a good friend. Uh-huh. <laughs> that one. <laughs> I'm just kidding but get you a good friend that you can practice on because in all reality we want to look good and we have respect if you want to learn mm-hmm. like it's not oh no you can't no you want to get your palette out and let's try some things and then you need to get about five other black girls because we're not the same shade Okay. so don't think you're about to put my color on the next girl and the next girl so yeah you got to practice 
Well, that's it. Okay, all right then. Makes perfect. Speaking of working with new girls, in regards to new models coming to the industry, it seems like post top model, post reality TV shows, post all these different things regarding fashion, there's this influx of people who just want to say, I want to be a model, I want to be a model, I want to be a model. What advice would you give them? Don't laugh. Don't laugh. This is my serious interviewing yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> what advice would you give them? Would you tell them, like, don't do this? Would you be like, um, this is things you need to know? What exactly advice would you give them? Well, I would ask them a question first. Okay. Why? Why? Why do you want to be a model? And we can probably figure out some things. Now, I also have a psychology degree, so we probably <laughs> we're probably gonna go deep, and we're gonna get to the bottom of why. Um, but of course, girls come to me all the time with that. So I mainly tell them to get their uh, business in in mm-hmm. order first because you are a business you're going to go into the industry receiving that 1099 so you better be ready for them taxes <laughs> or incorporate set yourself up right so that you know you can handle that better when the time comes okay. um that's that's the business part the main part of it um just as far as the industry goes you know just have a goal like you know just don't be out there because the the I've had experiences, and again, not naming anything, but where agencies will try to take over your life. Really? Oh my gosh. They think they own you when it's really supposed to be the other way around. Mm-hmm. You know, you're your own boss. So really having a plan, having a good support system, just people who um, you can call on. It's a starving artist thing for a while. It can be. So, you know who's helping you out there so that you're not doing randomness for money just to stay in the game. Like you just really have to have a good support system. Just be ready to, um, just like be ready to work, but make sure that you stay yourself. Don't try to imitate and don't try to become what you think they want you to become. I know it, that sounds weird cause that's what we do. <laughs> But at the same time, that's it's one thing to do it on camera. It's something else to start creating this whole different life so that you can... It works for some, but for some others... It doesn't really work It well. doesn't work, and you end up in a very bad place. You could. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Not a bad place. Okay, so yeah. switching gears a little bit. Um, since you said you have a psychology degree... Regarding modeling and mental health, do you honestly believe that modeling is good for mental health? (laughs) Is it good for mental health? Is it like, as a, well, let me rephrase, as a model, regarding, there's so much regarding, you know, being skinny or even being curvy, how do those images play into the mental health of people that you see around you or even just projection of this quote-unquote perfect uh, visual mm-hmm. how does that play into mental health okay yeah that part um no bueno like anything that says this is beauty and that's it mm-hmm. to me is detrimental because 
beauty comes in all you know shapes, sizes, colors. It it looks different. And so, as a model, when I came in the industry and before me, like yeah, we had those curvy curvier girls, and even like Tyra having breasts and having more curves, like that was a big deal and people embraced it. But there was still that, no, you have to be stick thin or whatever the case. And that's not good. I mean, we live in a world where most people are not that size. Mm -hmm. So to push that is you're creating mental health issues, in my opinion. Okay. Now, now we, we, we're doing it in the other way. Like now your body has to look a different way, like I said. When you close the door on people, they're going to break the door down. So now it has reversed. And now if your body looks voluptuous in, in this, this other way, mm -hmm. that's beautiful. And it does the same thing to, I mean, like I be checking myself out in the mirror like, oh, okay. Like, we're looking good back there today. You know, like it makes you. doing these squats. Yeah, okay. It makes you like second guess your beauty when that should not happen mm -hmm. so just embracing all types of beauty would be best and yes i do feel like um the fashion industry kind of dropped the ball with that um a while ago have you ever seen any models that you've either known or any stories like behind the scenes where you've had heard of models like having breakdowns of just not being mentally well because of the pressures of having two performers models you know i mean what most people usually don't know about you all is that you all are literally picked apart from mm. on, on so many levels. You know, I know I've worked in behind this. You're picked apart. You, you, it's like the eyes, the nose, the lips. Oh it's like, goodness. you're, you're like, how do I work? So have you ever seen or experienced that I had to like have, you know, in your modeling circle, like girl, calm down. It's not a you thing. It's just what yes. they are looking for. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. I have experienced it. I mean, I've experienced other people having their breakdown. Mm -hmm. I've had my own, but mine was more about support. That's why I say that's important. And, you know, I remember once my agent was like trying to get me in the door with a certain client and this client was not budging. It's like everybody around you budging. Why aren't you? So... My agent was like, I really want to know what's going on talking to the client. And he was like, well, I just don't think, she, no, he said, I think she's ugly. What? <laughs> and, I was, and, my agent, and I kept asking my agent, so what was it? What was it? And he was like, I don't know. Like, I don't, you know. And I was like, I can handle it. What is it? And when he said that, I was like, oh. Was I can't do nothing about that one. I said, oh, okay, well, we can move on. Like, that's his opinion. Like, you know, I think you just can't take it. It's like you can have so many people love you, but everyone's not going to love you. I mean, later he was calling. However, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. If I would have fallen apart from that, I thought it was funny. I laughed, and I was shocked by my response. But, mm -hmm. hey, okay. Wow. <laughs> That's what he said. Wow. Like, okay. That's all wow. I have. Because I ain't never thought that. So <laughs> we're we not on the same page. Why are you like, have you, have you not seen my comp card? It's okay. Have you I not seen like, my book? That was his opinion. I, I can't believe like, wow, he said okay. that. Okay. All right. Wow. I'm okay. sitting there like, you sitting there like, did you see my, my portfolio? Have you not seen who I work with? They love me. I was like, them dang on hearing me. 
makeup people. <laughs> he saw them. He saw them pictures. He gonna blame makeup people again. <laughs> Not y'all. The, uh, the, the other ones. The other ones. Yeah. The ones in. <laughs> you gonna blame the makeup people. Yeah, they're gonna kill us. No, no, they're not. They know. You know, you know. I say only ones that feel affected. Only ones that they Mm -hmm. gonna be the ones hurt. The ones who know they're good. That ain't me. They gonna know. They know. Listen, (laughs) if I love you, you know I love you. I can't. Period. I can't. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) He said you were ugly. Like he he pulled he pulled a show. You show is ugly. ugly. I was like, oh. oh. Next, shoot. Well, we can't do nothing about that door. <sighs> knocking. Oh wow! Oh wow! That's <laughs> that's okay. I've never. Wow. Okay. It's I've never okay. heard that before. It's I'm just. Okay. You're okay. I'm okay. You you clearly you're okay. You're fine. That's what it was. That's what he said. So also pivoting, I've often have realized and have come to know that a lot of models that if people not even models, just people in the industry, period, are very grounded in some form of faith. Amen. So they're very grounded either in some form of belief or some high kind of higher power. How has your specific faith, now that you are, quote unquote, a minister now, not quote unquote, mm, are fully, fully ordained, excuse me, let me give Wait, you a... Wait, I'm not ordained yet. You're not I'm ordained? I'm in school, though. I'm licensed. I'm she, a licensed minister. She's a licensed minister, y'all. <laughs> let me let me give her her crowns. She's a licensed minister. So how has, how has your faith not only um, influenced you in this particular industry, but also how has it helped you along and or has it helped you along? So totally. Talk totally to us about it. If it wasn't for the Lord. Yeah, 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 don't, yeah. Don't, 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 don't make me go there. Because, <laughs> you know, my Holy Ghost is real, okay? All right, so let me just pull myself together with that one because he be trying to creep out. Um, man, with modeling, first of all, before I even got into the industry, I would say, you know, Christian grew up in the faith. Um, so I knew who to call on Mm -hmm. once I got in the industry. Okay. And when things went crazy. Okay. And when I went crazy. When I was out there doing stuff I had no business doing. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. was always that nudge and like, uh, you know, like, I'm like, uh, trying like, to ignore him. Like, hey. But, um, oh gosh, that's just, it's such a full response for that <laughs> one. But it's totally helped me. I feel like it, if it wasn't for my faith, I may not be here. Really? For real. Okay. There were some dark days. Some mm. dark, dark, dark. And my daughter's name is Faith. <laughs> so without it, I would either not be here or I would be on some other stuff. Okay. So right now, I try to keep the fact that I, I am on some other stuff like to a minimum. Like, I try to keep her in like in this little box. Mm-hmm. She sneak out from time to time. But we just pray her back in. And... Being able to talk to other people, like have like when people come to me for mm-hmm. ministry needs, mm-hmm. which is all the time because you're gonna do ministry, even if you're not an actual minister, you may be ministering in your you know in your life in some kind of way. So 
I would just find myself ministering to people and that keeps me encouraged because when I know that someone is having a hard time, it's a wake up call to me. Like they need you. People need you over here, over there. So it just, it just always keeps me always my best friend. Okay. So segueing also, so being a mother, Mm -hmm. raising a young girl and also modeling, how does that play into everything? I know we've talked about this before off, the mic but mm-hmm. you know do you say so so mommy i want you to come to school ah sweetie i can't really do this or so when it says so what do you do you know your face mom what do you do do you, t- do you tell them do you like how does it all oh. work regarding you know raising her and mm-hmm. and career wise and you know and those things all right so when i first had her i was um really scared of loving mm-hmm. in that way like, when you have a child, the amount of love that you ever thought you had for anybody else is like, uh-uh, this is real. Like, it's a higher level. So, I still traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. And her dad and granny and um, family, rest in peace, granny, um, they took really good care of her. But that was my way of, of bringing some kind of separation between us so that I wouldn't become obsessed with my child, which is very strange. Okay. But... I hate to say it like that. However, when we would come back together, um, she would say things like, she'd look at a billboard and say, that's mommy, whether it was me or not. So she (laughs) understood something about what I was doing. Okay. And as she grew, I would just kind of like bring her to shows, bring Mm -hmm. her to photo shoots so she could really see what I would do. So sometimes she would tell some of her classmates, or her teachers, my mommy's a model. You know, she, I don't. It's interesting because at what point do they know that that's a thing? You know, so mm-hmm. she would tell them. But as far as the school, PTA mom, like <clears throat> I'm off. My baby has this going on, this going on, and I show up for her. Okay. I show up. So modeling is literally just your job. Modeling is my job. Modeling's your job, but your motherhood's your calling. Okay. Of course. Okay. So we've gone we've gone through your your pathway as a model. Mm-hmm. We've gone through some trials and tribulations as a model. We've gone through advice to younger models. We've gone through motherhood. We've gone through photographers, makeup artists, hairstylists, mental health, emotional yeah. stability. Is there anything that you would ever want to to tell those who are listening just some parts and words of wisdom? Not only fellow creatives, because this is most of this is also for, mm-hmm. but also those who've never heard your voice. Yeah. What would you honestly want to say to them if they want to enter into this crazy space? Oh, entertainment period is a crazy space, right? Yep. Um, and creatives, you, your crazy space is in your head already. So it's like <laughs> you know, just trying to bring out what's in there is a is a big deal but i would say um be as creative as you can be mm-hmm. and in doing so keep it in a safe safe space don't just show it to any and everybody but if you do guard your heart no matter what it is so if you want to be a model be careful who you go and say that to because if your heart's not in a strong enough place someone may say 
you can't be a model. You know, they can they may say anything that can put you off or whatever. So, um, strong will just I would say be grounded and rooted okay. in your faith. Um, you know. Yeah, let's say that. <laughs> and <laughs> um also just pay pay close attention to your finances. Yeah, pay close attention to your finances. Pay attention to what they're doing with your your money. Pay attention to what you're doing with your money and have a plan, have a goal. Be aiming towards something. Don't just be out here wild and then you look up like, okay, 10 years have gone by, but what was I doing? Okay. Have fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have fun. Have um, fun. So, everyone, thank you again for listening. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Mimi has dropped some amazing gems. I mean, like, we got, I think we got some, not just diamonds, but about sapphires mm-hmm. and rubies. Sapphires, rubies, some emeralds, some opals. Mm. I don't know all the precious stones. That's all I got rubies. so far. Yeah, we said we said rubies. You we got rubies. we said rubies. Mm. Okay. Um. Anyways, please um, share this. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and we will see you guys in the next one. And most importantly, um, stay creative and keep your heads up. Stay creative. Later. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beyond the Set. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to my podcast. You can follow me at Beyond the Set Podcast on Instagram or on my personal styling page at Edify Style. That is E-D-I-F-Y-S-T-Y-L-E, where we are changing the world one personal style at a time. If you have any questions, possible topics, or maybe you're a fellow creative and want to be on the podcast, please email me at beyondthesetpodcast at gmail.com, and I will see you all in the next episode. Laters.